Hey, everybody, and grab your Bible and a pencil and a journal and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on our conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. John chapter 10, verses 3, and then verses 27. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara, I am Dot's daughter, and we sit down together every week and we talk through truth and scripture, and we are talking about another question that we got. And it's primarily focusing on how do we know if God is speaking to us? And we intended to go through two questions in this episode, but we got a little long-winded and really got into the one question we started off with. So we will ask that second question at the beginning of next week's episode. But I will say if there's ever anything, especially in this episode, because it, it just was so hard to really kind of cover everything because how to know if God's speaking to you is such a, it's such a big question. So if there is anything in this episode that you would love clarity on or just for us to expand on, please reach out to us either in the email that is in the description of each episode, which is hello at com, or you can find us on social media, but we are really glad that you're here and we would love for you to pull up a chair and join in our conversation. Hey, Kara, did I mess you up? We're going into two little verses there. And not, I did. I uh, couldn't find still, 27 for a second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's right after 26. Uh, yeah. But, but it is um, chapter 10. Yeah. I like John 10. I do, too. I love John 10, actually. Wow. I, um, you know, we've talked so many times about the shepherd and how important the shepherd is to me. And, well, I mean, obviously to everybody, but that's just a, a name of God. A role of God um, that Jesus, you know, showed us who the Father is. Yeah, it really speaks Thinking to your heart. about Him being the shepherd. <laughs> it yeah. really does. So we have two more questions today. We do. I thought these two kind of go together. I'm going to read them separately. Like we'll answer one okay. and the other, but they really kind of go into, they kind of go into each other. Mm-hmm. They're similar of nature. So the first question is how to know when God is speaking to you slash how to know how He wants you to specifically glorify Him. Which is ultimately well, the saying, second part. Yeah, how to know the second part where where the slash is. The second part uh-huh. where the slash is. How to know how he wants you to specifically glorify. Okay, so how do how do we know how he wants us to glorify him? And everything, everything you do, eat. Yes, everything you do, eat, sleep, drink. Everything you do, you do it for the glory of God. But what does that mean? It is means God. I want to glorify you in all that I do, eat, sleep, and drink. But what does that? What does to glorify Him mean? Let's break that down because I think that is one of those okay. words that's like a Christian word of like, yep. Well, just have faith. It it's like, well, what, what does that mean? Have faith. It's like, well, just have faith. It's like, okay, but what is that? So I think that's this of like, yes, to glorify Him. But what does that it mean? Mean practically speaking, it means that everything you do, you would want to do it that would best. Uh, represent Jesus. In other words, you remember those little things that we would always, you know, wear around our wrists that said, Oh, what would Jesus what do? What would Jesus do? And so to glorify God is to do things that everything you do, you say, God, I want to do this to glorify you. In other words, I want to represent you well. I want whatever I say, I want to say it in a way that I feel like that's what you would want me to say, which is, again, going to be you know, talking a little bit of what 
do we know the voice of God? What would God say? And then, you know, just being able to say, you know, I want to do everything that I do so that others would see Christ in me. So that would mean instead of glorifying me, there was a verse, I didn't read it, but it's, you know, definitely in the New Testament, when Jesus said, you know, do your good works. It's it's in Matthew 6, I believe it is, when he's talking about giving. Like, if you're going to give, don't, you know, don't let everybody see. If you're going to pray, don't let everybody see. And then it says, you know, do these Like, don't do things. it for the show. Don't do it to be like, oh, That's look, right. I'm awesome kind of thing. Look at me. I'm just, you know. Yeah. But to do that, and when other people see your good works, they will glorify your Father. So, in other words, don't try to get all the glory or don't try to get a chance. Yeah, like, bringing, like acknowledging God. I, there's a verse in the, I think it's in one of the Corinthians where it says, I will not boast on, I don't know what it is exactly, but it's basically like, I'm on, I will only boast in who Jesus is. I'm not going to boast in my own achievements or who, you know, I'm not going to boast in anything else other than the you know, who Jesus Christ. is. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, that kind of, I feel like that, I don't know, that came to my mind too as like another example but well that's a that's the motivation and I think which is what you would want to do I want to do it out of a heart not to make me make myself look good but I want to do it out of a heart of where that maybe people say well why are you so kind or why did you not get angry and then you're like well you know what I just I want to do this out of obedience to God and so the glory of God you know even with you know with Moses it was where God was present and the glory would of God was always an awareness that God was there. And so when we do things and stuff, we want to feel like that that's something that would actually get someone or do someone do something that would please them, but that others would say, well, that's different. Like there's, there's certain things that God does, and there's certain things that we do, and they're very opposite often, which just would be our flesh or our sin, our, our attitudes, our, our, you know, different motivations, challenges, Mm -hmm. and stuff. And so you may say, well, you know, I just do that. That's just who I am. Well, in reality, if you're a child of God, that's that's not just who you are. That's a struggle you may have. But God may be, you know, wanting you to see that you're a child of God and that you do have the power to do and act and respond. Yeah, if you're going through a hard time and you have peace and someone's like, wow, like how do you have peace when you— just got this diagnosis or going through this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's glorifying God of being like, I'm just, you know, trusting God's doing this in my heavenly father. Yeah. Like it's, mm-hmm. but I think going back to the question, it's saying, how do you know how he wants to, I think it's saying like, yes, I, maybe they, they know what it means to glorify God, but how do you know how? Like, I think it's, it sounds like more like a to do, not in a bad way. I don't mean like in a negative way to do, but like a, how do you know how he wants to? Like, there could be different things, and it's like, well, how? Right. How do I know how he wants me to glorify him? I know he wants me to glorify him, right. but and how? everything. Yeah, and that would be knowing the ways of God. Knowing the ways of God is a difference, and knowing God in certain. Okay, um, you're gonna need to explain as that a creator or things that he, you know, that he. You may know the power of God, but there's a difference in knowing the power of God and knowing the ways of God, and that's and knowing how you know, He operates, told, like, or knowing. Yeah, and it's like, well, I know that God is loving. I know that God is gracious. I know that God is righteous. Those are the ways of God. 
Now, the power of God is shown through all through creation. The power of God is in miracles. The power of God is, you know, in, in so many things in our in our world we can look at and know, well, God did that. You know, I can look up in the sky and see the sunset and go, well, God did that. That's the power of God. But the ways of God is different. And when the disciples began to, uh, the early church, they began to, you know, spread everywhere. They wanted that they would call, they were called the way. They were like instead of called the Christians, it was called the right, way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is because I am a follower of Jesus. I know His ways, and so I am going to uh, represent Jesus and show Jesus to the world by as a disciple of Jesus, discipling others to know the ways of Jesus, the ways of it. And so they knew the ways of God because they walked with Him, and they knew that Jesus was forgiving. He he knew that Jesus was patient. He knew that Jesus was uh, kind. So if you want to know how to glorify God, then, then you begin to put in your life as a lifestyle, or life at least at beginning, to start to incorporate in your life you know, a sense of forgiveness, a sense of calmness, a sense of uh, intentionality. Is it ultimately like just like the fruit of the spirit, like to exist, like to be patient with people or to be kind or to be, you know, have self-control? Is that yeah. part of his ways as that well? Would be like part the fruits? Of it. That's his ways. Yeah. That's the fruit. We, you know, that's another way of putting it, but definitely scripture says that's the fruit of the spirit. But those are the ways of God. We do know that when we saw Jesus and you look into the gospels and how he responded to people and how he the Sermon on the Mount and what he talked about mm-hmm. and encouraged the disciples of all kinds of things of, you know, go out and, and you know, turn the other cheek. Don't don't let someone deceive you, don't let someone control you. Those were the ways of God. So if you want to glorify God, don't get entangled with something that would control you more than the Holy Spirit would do, you know, control you. So those are that's how you, that's how you glorify God. But glorifying God is representing the ways of God and showing mm-hmm. who He is through your life. So I thought that was an easy question, but obviously we have made that not so easy. No, I don't think yeah. it, I don't think it is an easy question because I right. think because it can be of like okay, but what does that actually mean? Like because we mm-hmm. hear glorify Him, we hear like. You know, I know you do say a lot of knowing the ways of him, but I even sometimes I'm like, okay, but what does that like actually mean? Like sometimes it just sounds mm-hmm. like words and mm-hmm. almost like not defining it, but kind of defining it. Like, let's talk about that, like in right. practical like application, because yeah. it's like we can know that of like, okay, I want to glorify him and knowing the ways of God, but then you're living mm-hmm. your life. Okay. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> or how does that, yeah. you know, play out? I guess if you wanted to sum it up, it's just don't look like the world. If you want to glorify God, don't look, you know, like the world. I mean, I think the world, which we're going to talk about, how do we know and hear God's voice? But, you know, the world would say, you owe me. You, you know, uh, you're not going to step on me. You're not going to, uh, def- you know, you're not going to hurt me. The world would say, put up that big old fight. God would say, let me defend you. God would say, don't worry about what people think. Yeah, More about what I think. I think this whole question is really asking about the Holy Spirit. Because mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what it boils down to is really like if you're in a moment when you're when that 
it feels like, I don't even know what that means to, like, you may have two options and they both seem like they would glorify God or I don't know. And so it, it may just come to like that moment of praying and just relying on the Holy Spirit to lead you one way or the other and follow the peace, you know, God is peace. Mm-hmm. So, may, you know, maybe, because I do think even that first part of how to know when God is speaking to you, I think a lot of that is, I mean, I, I just think I, I feel like Holy Spirit is very, I don't know, like a part of that. <laughs> like oh, of listening, like listening to Him and really being guided by Him. And well, you're not going to glorify God or do anything uh, apart from the Holy Spirit because no, but I know, like relying on Him, like yeah. really trying. Yes. And I think trying. I think listening to the Holy Spirit is, you know, I mean, I have a friend that I'm who's a new believer, and I'm she's trying to learn, like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, the whole she hears the Holy Spirit you know, other friends talking about how the Holy Spirit speaks to them and how I, like, it just all sounds, she's like, I don't mm-hmm. even know, like, how do I know if this is the Holy Spirit or me? And that's a whole nother, right. we don't, that's not this question. That's the, that is the Which next I'm sure question. could be a question. Mm-hmm. I don't, you don't know the next it question. It is the next question. How do we know when God is speaking? And, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that's mm-hmm. what I, that's what I was saying is mm-hmm. I think this whole question is really a question about the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's a double question, actually, but that's, I guess that's why she put a slash on the question, because yes. to glorify God, you're not going to do it without doing that through the Holy Spirit. Because right, was, yeah, if you are for, trying to forgive someone out of your own strength, but if you're also trying to figure out how the Holy Spirit, like really leaning into the Holy Spirit, asking Him how, you yeah. know, because you know we can say on here, yeah, like following His ways, and you know, really seeing how he lived and that sort of thing, or, you know, like his character, like he said. But, yeah, if you're in a situation. But I will say this, there are people that are trying to do the ways of God. They're trying to forgive. They're trying to love. They're trying to do nice things. They're trying to help their neighbor. They're, you know, those are really morally good people. And you can do that to certain Limits to right, a certain, certain extent, amount of time to a certain in your own strength, but to be consistent, you're going to have to have the Holy Spirit that you're drawing on. But to glorify God, you're going to have to do it through the Holy Spirit. So let's not to you know bring up too much about this to get everybody confused, but say that <laughs> I, I want to go and help. Questions. Yeah, we're waiting. Yeah, and you know that's good too. You can go ask God, write that down, and ask God if what we're telling you is true because. You can do things. You can go help your neighbor just because you think that's the right thing to do. But you're not glorifying God. You're glorifying yourself because that's something you want to do, and and you're doing it through your own strength. Again, we talked about that at the very beginning, the motivation. If you want to do it because I feel like this is obedience to God, this is what God's asking me to do, I'm going to go and help my neighbor and go and help her and do things that I'm, I could do that maybe someone else could do that doesn't even claim to be a Christian, but the difference would be my motivation. I mean, am I doing it because I'm a nice neighbor and I want her to know I'm a nice neighbor? Or am I doing it because God's told me or encouraged me or prompted me to go do that, and I'm going to do it through the strength of the Holy Spirit and to glorify Him? And that's that would be the two different things. That's where there's difference in what do I do and how do I know I'm doing it to glorify God versus how am I doing something to out of the flesh or... When I think that kind of leads into the first part where it's like, well, how do you know if God's asking you to do that? Right. Or like, how do you know if God's speaking to you? Because sometimes, I mean, I mean, I have a neighbor. I don't really feel like God's like led me to go help. I mean, I would if I felt like there he told me to, but I don't, I don't feel like that's something God's told me. So it's like, how would... 
You know what I mean? Like, how, well, do, how do you know if God's speaking yeah. to you? Well, we know that God would tell you to go help your neighbor if he's in need because that's scripture. Right. And I'm just saying, my point being, like, how do you know if God is speaking to you? Telling you at that moment to do yes. that. Um, and that's through the Holy Spirit. That, I mean, uh, you're right. The Holy Spirit is leads you into truth. He talks to you. He prompts you. He puts things, thoughts in your mind. And how do we know that it's God or how do we know that it's my own desire or someone else taught me to do something. I think that one of the the plumb line, and it, if we were going, you know, just say one thing that we would know that whether or not it, this is God's voice, is that it would have to line up with Scripture, and that you're going to hear across the board. Everybody's going to say that, but again, you know, like you know, what I love about you is. That you always stop me, and I love a lot of things about you, Sugar. But one of the things I do love about you is that you stop me and go, well, now what does that mean? Because in my head, I know what it means, so I'm assuming everyone that's in on this conversation you know assuming does, assumes Mom. it. I can't yes, say it on the podcast. Do, but. No, you and nor, nor do I want to ever hear it. But, um, but I do know that, that people, you know, like, will say, well, you don't ever do anything. God will never speak to you that would be contradictory to, to the, the word. word of God. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, how do you know the word of God? We're just going to lead us into the you know next question. How do we know what the word says? But how do you know we, the next question? So we want to use that because I know. You told me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And, uh, it's jokes. I know. And, uh, but, you know, it's one of those things is where you do know that that the it's like a plumb line, like that's just the anchor. Like you know, without a shadow of a doubt, is God is speaking to you. It will never be against Scripture. Now I'm gonna. I think I brought this up before, and I'm gonna bring it up again because, ironically, maybe that's not the word. Ironically, but interestingly, people will say to me, and I've had several women say to me, is that. They believe that God had told them to have an affair with this man because he was very nice and he was a real strong Christian and that God was telling them that even though they were married because they were married and their husband wasn't really following Jesus and this man that they were working with was really following Jesus and that God was telling them to have an affair. Now, that's been said to me more than once and you would think, Mm. Obviously, God says, thou shalt not commit adultery. Mm-hmm. But they were convinced that that was what God was telling them. So that plumb line of, I can almost tell you that God's not that's not of God, I, because that's totally against Scripture. Right. And that didn't stop after Moses' law. It's Jesus. Matter of fact, Jesus goes even further. He says, don't even look at a woman or a yeah. man with lustful, because you've committed adultery in your heart. So what I want to say is, if you've tuned out of uh, this conversation, don't tune out to know that the number one thing that God will speak to you will be through the Scripture. But there are other ways that God speaks to us. How can we prevent ourselves from those moments, whether like where we think God is saying something where it clearly is not in Scripture, but we think that it is in Scripture. You know, like those situations, like those women mm-hmm. who you've spoken to who have said that, because I don't know who they are, but I would assume that they are they didn't really, like they may have really thought that that's what Scripture said. 
you know, like how, and mm-hmm. I'm basically just asking not even about that specific situation, but just the general of like, how can we protect ourselves from making that kind of mistake to mm-hmm. where we think that scripture says something, but it actually doesn't. Like, it's almost like, I don't want to use the word innocent, but kind of innocent. It's like, wait, but I thought that was in scripture. I thought that is mm-hmm. what God would want. Or with them, it said that was Old Testament and that God is now under grace. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't understand Jesus's teaching and the fact that Jesus does address that. So how how you know this is very, very important in the fact that when you're wa- really wanting to hear God's voice, you have to come to God. And, and I cannot stress this enough. And this is not going to be something that you or me or anyone else is going to really care about or like, but it's just true. Okay, what is it? It is you have to come to God empty-handed. You have to come to God with no uh, desire of one way or the other. Now, this person that says, I know that God has told me this, she went and started praying and thinking that God said that because that's what she wanted God to say. But you could say, God, are you saying this? But being open for him to say, no, that's not what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. But she did not. Or, or I, I know a lot of people that do not. They think that their desires or their dreams or their life, the way that they see it, the way that they have seen their lives, they see that in such a way, they're driven by that. It blinds them, or well, actually it deafens them to be able to hear the voice of God. We know because we just read it in John, and it's all through the scriptures, that God does speak. God is a God who speaks. He wants to speak to his children. And I tell you why. Communication, words, is a form of intimacy. When you and I are talking, the words is a form of intimacy. It's because I know you, because I want to know you. Even though I feel like we slightly fought on this episode a little bit, but... (laughs) No, we didn't. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I love the fact that I want you to bring that tension because, you know, it's just one of those things that you just know that this is a very, very important question, and it's very important and and vital to your relationship with Jesus. So, you know, it's... Very misunderstood. It's led so many people astray. They they just don't even even well, yeah, try. And that's to hear why God's I want to. It's like, how do we protect ourselves in that? And I think ultimately, it's having a surrendered heart of saying it is like something. Emptiness. I do is I almost like test myself because if I am if I am praying about a situation and I don't mm-hmm. know what he's saying one way or the other, I kind of go like, okay, well, if I feel like he is saying X, like which may be the thing that. I don't really want to happen. Like, how do I feel mm-hmm. about that? You know, do I feel like, oh, like there's no way, you know, very like resistant, hard-hearted, rebellious toward that. Then I probably need to do some work in laying that down and, mm-hmm. you know, working with them and be like, okay, help me loosen my grip on this a little bit. Yeah. You know, like I kind of, and that may not even be what he's asking, but I, that is one thing I do personally is kind of testing. Heart. Yeah, like testing that. Like mm-hmm. how, if I really, I mean, even marriage, like if I really felt like God was saying like, no, I don't want you to ever be married. Like, how do I really? And I would, I'd be like, okay, like I, I'd be fine with that. And so, or if I felt like I was like, no, like I have to be married. I don't care, you know, very yeah. like, you know, white knuckles around it. Then it's like, okay, well, I need to 
ask him to help loosen, you know, my grip on that and surrender that. So I think like that's one test for lack of a better word that I do to, to test my heart and see like, okay, do I, am I truly surrendered? And then mm-hmm. kind of going from there, because like you said, I do think it makes it harder to not. Yeah. Um, you're, you're not going to hear, I, I'm just mm-hmm. telling you, there's nothing scriptural that will ever, there's no scripture that will ever applaud you uh, not, like not surrendering, surrendering and yeah. being to God and being able to hear God. Now, I will, I'll say this for me, the way that you're talking about how you do it. For me, when, I, um, when I'm praying about something and asking God to speak into something or show me something, direct my, you know, direct my path, you know, like, should I do this? Should, yeah. You know, whether it's anything. Well, even like when you sold your house, like selling yeah. your house, I, and should you move? Like, I mean, that was something yeah. that you had to. That's a big change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, be like, is this really what you want? Is this what you're leading? You know, mm-hmm. like, and that's not in scripture in terms of it didn't say dot sell your house. Um, right. Well, or move. Kind of does is sell all your possessions and get. Well, but I'm but saying it, it's you, not. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I'm not selling my house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you're and you're obedient. But I, I'm just saying this that I what I do is think in my mind if God said no about it, like if I'm yeah, praying saying, about that's something. What I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, too. saying like exactly if, what you're saying. And I just try to picture in my mind like how am I going to respond if God says no? Or sometimes I even imagine God said no, and yeah. then it's like. At that moment, the Holy Spirit is like an X-ray. It's like an, an MRI yeah. on my heart well, I because I start feeling like, wait a minute, you're not saying no, or you're not saying right. no. And I think you can have emotion about it. Yeah, like you could be sad or have emotion. It is emotion. But yeah, yeah. No, but you. But I think it's when you're like, wait, no, like you can't have this kind of emotion. Mm-hmm. It's not saying like, of course, if you felt like God was saying no to something that you really wanted or asking Him. Then, then you pray and ask God to but change you can, your emotion. Yeah, like no, but mm-hmm. I think you can be sad about it. Still, I don't think like yeah. that's okay. That's what I'm saying. Like I think having emotion about it is okay, but it's when you're like, no, you can't have it. That's when it's like, okay, your heart, you know, your yeah, heart needs to be surrendered. Yeah, yeah. I definitely feel like you can have emotions because you are. You're not a computer. Yeah. Um, you know, I know, but I'm just trying to, I'm clarifying <laughs> that if you're praying about it and mm-hmm. you're like, wait, I have a, I have an emotional reaction that what, does that mean that my heart's not surrendered? And it's like, well, no, that may not mean your heart's not surrendered. It just may mean that you, it's something that's dear to you. And, you know, you wouldn't want him to say no to that, but you also would let him say no to that. I think those are very different mm-hmm. things is what I'm saying. Yes. I think that that's something to, is called lamenting or wrestling with God. Yeah. You know, talking about that, I think that you can have emotions. Obviously, yes. I was just clarifying for what we mean by if you are having an emotional reaction to God saying no to something, that's what we're saying. And I don't think that I have not had an emotional reaction ever that when God said no, I've always had an emotion. I've always like what, you know. Are you saying no to this? You know, like, are you, you know, and then I just sit there and pray about it more and say, God, now my discussion isn't about hearing your voice or what do you want, you know, where are you leading me? Now it's about let me deal with the fact that I'm not just emotional about it, but I'm almost to a point of where I've said, I want you to say yes. Like, you know, and I'm going to pray. And that's, you know, a lot of people do this persisting prayer, which 
is definitely scriptural, and they're persistent. And God says, knock, keep knocking, keep asking. You know, he didn't say not to have emotion. He didn't say not to have any wants. He's just saying, just let me be God of, you know, Dot Bowen and, and trust me. And so that goes back to the ways of God and understanding him. So to be able to hear his voice, you're going to have to connect that. You're going to have to know that, number one, I'm going to surrender everything, but it has to come from a heart of knowing that God loves me. And so when I'm talking to Jesus, and I know that communication is a, a way of God entering into my life to have an intimacy with me, to for us to have a conversation, then I'm, you know, I do have to say, well, God, that's not what I wanted. I, you know, I wanted actually you to do but the opposite. And then we have these conversations. But I think eventually through just having a conversation and working through with it, uh, with God, I do believe that we're in one accord. I think that yeah. God changes that emotion and yeah. says, and, oh, okay. Yeah, and I think that, like, the question being, like, how do you know when he's speaking? Like, there are times where I feel like, I feel like a whisper on my heart where I feel like he mm-hmm. says something like, I have good things planned for you or something like that. It's like, I know, I don't know if that, that could have just been in my head. But that also is in scripture where he says, you yes. know, that he would have And it is good, the ways of God. And is the way, mm-hmm. yeah. And so it's kind of one of those things where like maybe it was just in my head that I was just almost like repeating scripture to myself, but maybe it was the Holy Spirit. Like yeah. I don't, but it also is in scripture. So I'll just take that as I'm going to go with maybe that was, maybe that was the Lord. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, like the things that are not in scripture, like you said, and wondering, and maybe there's wondering, how do you know if it's, he's speaking to you just in general? Um well, let's go with what you just said. Like, I sometimes I feel like God's put in my mind the thought of I have something good things ha- happening to you, um, and that is scriptural. That's the ways of God. God gives great things to His children, best things. You know, even with John uh, talking about the sheep. You know, I'm going to protect them and I'm going to watch after them. Like a shepherd is, you know, that's the most safe place and loving place a sheep can be is close to the shepherd and. And he says that they're going to hear my voice, and I'm going to tell them to come out. And when well, I they know him, yeah, out. the sheep know, and they him. know him, yeah. And that's knowing the ways of God, knowing the heart of the God. And so, what happens often, though, if we're not emptied out of being able to say, God, if anything that I'm wanting is not of you, if anything that these desires, these dreams are not of you, if those aren't your dreams or my dreams, if any of that, then I, I would like for you you know, to show me and remove yeah. those dreams in me. But I do feel like we attach meaning sometimes to what we feel like God's saying that's that's not that. Like, let me give you an example yeah. just recently. My sister just uh, lost her really dear, dear, dear friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had seen her uh, at the hospital the night before. And her, they, she was about to go into surgery. And her husband, Irby, prayed over then she said, "Would you just pray?" You know, and uh, she was telling me that Irby had prayed. I want complete healing. You know, God, we don't want mm. you just to heal her. Mm. We want complete healing. Within hours, she was with Jesus. So she did, and have complete healing. But the meaning that Irby, when he was praying, 
was asking, of course, that she'd be at the hospital and make it through the surgery. So in reality, the attachment to the meaning of what he what he had to that prayer, that moment, was real sincere. And should we should always pray for healing on this earth. And we should. I mean, there's no yeah, reason right. not to ask God to heal them. But at, but the experience of that prayer brought another was different meaning than he, to those prayers yeah. than what Irby had first seen. And I don't think that means that we have to like be like, oh no, like God misunderstood. Like God knew Irby's heart and what he was praying. Like he knew, yeah. and so it's not, you know, because sometimes I can get that fear of like, okay, just yeah, like disclaimer, like I don't mean. And I think that. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, he did answer that, but not in the way. But I, yeah, like, I think that's it too, where we don't need to be, we don't need to give, you know, all these disclaimers to the Lord. Like, God knew his heart and what he was praying, but that's ultimately what God wanted to do. But, and I think he knew Linda's heart. I think, yeah, based on the situation, I think the life she would have had to live on earth would have not really been life, would not have been the life she'd wanted. And I think that God, I think that's love. I think God's love embraced Linda, embraced my sister, embraced all of them around her you know, bedside before she had the surgery. And so it was his love. It wasn't condemnation. It wasn't, you know, like, oh, I'm scared to death. God's going to take somebody with me. Just always know that God is always per, uh, performing and drawing close to us out of His love for us. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we want to know if we're hearing God's voice and if it's right, we need to go back to the fact that it is scriptural. It's based on scripture. It's based on the character and the heart of God. We know that God would never tell us to do something that would hurt us, that would, you know, destroy us, and definitely would come between our relationship with Him. When I think it goes, like, if you don't know, it goes back to the relationship side of things where it's like asking Him, like, I think you're saying this. Yeah, or I think you know, that whatever, down. like, mm-hmm. yeah, is this is this what you're saying? And I mean, I think you just, I don't, you know, I don't even know how you know if, even if he's answering that. But I think, I don't know. Again, I go back to like peace. Like, if I feel like I have, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, peace that, like, okay, I, I do, I do feel like this. I do think you're saying this, or you know, whatever. Then you kind of, I think and, that's and part of the faith too. You of can't like, understand. Yeah, like I think, yeah. It's faith of like, okay, well, I'm going to trust that maybe you you did say this. I think too, like I I try to, I mean, even if I'm scrolling Instagram and I, which obviously I do a lot, um, and, you know, there's like these Christian reels that will come up that are like, say mm-hmm. something like, God is telling you that your life is about to change or something like that. I always, I but I think it's important to, every time I see anything like that, that's some of them say like, God is telling you that you're loved a hundred percent. God is is. telling you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, but I think even taking every little thing like that of like, okay. And I, cause I, I do like, I hear it and I think, is that something God would say in scripture? And yes, God does say that we are loved. So that would be like, I would, that would be on Mm -hmm. track, but I think it doesn't say that our life is going to change. It might, maybe our life is about to change, but you can't like grab hold of that, you know, like you can't be like, um, and maybe our life is going to change in a way. I don't know. Like, I just think like we need to be careful mm-hmm. about those things too, of like, is God speaking? Cause like, and not even through Instagram, but like other people or whatever, like if they're saying absolutely, and being like, okay, like, is this something that God, like, would God really tell me what's about to happen? 
not somebody. Probably not. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to speak in for God. I don't know. I, I just I, don't. I don't know. Like maybe I, that's what I'm saying is like going back to is like would God say that? I I don't. I don't know. Like maybe one of the things God may be saying that might happen, but it may not be in time. You know, maybe in ten years. It may be in because I think that's another thing that we sometimes do is we like you're saying like misinterpret like. Maybe God, you know, like for me, like maybe God has said, told me I'm going to be married. It definitely has not gone or looked the way I thought. But mm-hmm. so I think that's like part of the like yeah. listening to his voice too. Absolutely. And I think even though you're talking about um, scrolling down Instagram and, you know, I've seen those too. I don't scroll probably as often as you scroll, but I do see them. And, you know, there's something in me that just wants to like, Oh, I hate that. You know, it's like, and even though they're talking about God and they're trying to encourage people. But it can be misleading. I, I think, you know, it can be very misleading. And I tell you why, because always those uh, little statements is implying that God is telling you your life's going to be really good. Yeah. And it's like prosperity with Jesus, a bit. life is good. But it is like, thinking is like an implication, like grab hold of this because you just need to know that something really great is going to happen. Right. Well, Jesus may come back, but someone that's reading that may thinking, oh, I'm about to get a new job or I'm about to get, you know, hit the lottery. I think that's where it's, because maybe something is good because like we just said, God said yeah. he, everything he does is good, but we, yeah. it may be, and anyway, I just think even protecting our hearts from those kind of things is part of listening to his voice is constantly in that relationship with him and being like, is this you? Would you say that? Is this in, does this line up with scripture, with your ways, with your heart, you know, all that kind of thing. And I would say two things. I think that you have to get away from the voices, even Instagram, away from even your friends that love you and, and want what's best for you and, and never, ever, ever have an intention to lead you away from anything that God would want. But when you're really seeking for God's voice, I think you're going to have to get away and be silent, be still before God. I think you're going to have to be quiet. Uh, I think you're going to have to listen. I think you're going to have to empty yourself and say, God, I really, really do want to hear your voice. And, you know, I had to make some hard decisions just in the last month. And I didn't tell anybody. I, I I just had to really pray about it. It was so important to me that I even I knew that even the people that if I asked their advice, they would probably tell me to pray about it. I knew that they would always want to encourage me. I knew that they knew me. I knew that they would, you know, want to just tell me what they felt like was right and truth and give me wisdom. I knew all that, but I knew that I needed to know that what I heard was God's voice. And even though these people are great intentions, even though your small group or your pastor or uh, your friends, your family, everyone that loves you, uh, your spiritual mentor, all those things that are going to want to tell you what they feel like God's one, they're not trying to lead you astray, but they're still human. And so for me, and it all depends on what you're wanting to know, like if you're just trying to pray and ask whether or not you should have Mexican tonight, then that might be a whole different decision. But if you have a life-changing decision to make, you do need to get along with God, be quiet and say, God, I'm here at this crossroad in my life, and and I need to know what you want me to do. And I'm here, and I know that you speak to me, and I just want to hear your voice. And then you, you write that down. Later on, God will use those same people to confirm 
that, yes, what you're hearing is not uh, against Scripture. Yes, they may could lead you to a verse that you know, shows you that. They may say, you know, I know you well enough and know that, yes, that's just definitely your heart, or yes, that goes along with your calling. But you don't want to do that first. And I think that that's where you want to make sure you hear the voice of God. And, and you have to be quiet. You have to be willing to hear Him. You have to know that it's not against Scripture, that it does represent the character of heart and heart of God. When I think, I know we need to like, I guess we'll get to the next question next week, but I think we can also know how he, like, how to how do we know if he's speaking is what it does in our heart. Like, is it bringing hope? Is it bringing peace? Or even does, does this make me feel condemned? Because that's not from the Lord. He would never, like, you're yeah. not condemned. Does this make me feel guilt? Well, I mean, like, guilt, we could feel, you know, like, that might lead us to repentance, mm-hmm. you know? So I think those are two, is like, what is this? Is this causing anxiety? Like, that's probably not from mm-hmm. the Lord either, you know? So I think that's in part of how we know if He's speaking is how what it does in our hearts and our spirits is mm-hmm. what is what is the fruit of what we feel like He is saying. Mm-hmm. I think that's, like, super important, too. And I do. I mean, we have this whole thing about write this down. I'm telling you, that's life-changing to me. Not this podcast uh, and well, not this recordings. It's but life-changing the fact to that me. I know, <laughs> I know that God has is, is shown me, like, write this down. What comes to your mind or you think that I'm saying? And you come and ask me, and I'll tell you. And I think that those are the kind of things that you just write it down. And go, God, this is what I think that you're saying. I do have a little bit of a, a well, you know, kind of a pattern that I do, like I think to myself, will this draw me closer to God or will this take me away from God? You know, if I continue in this direction, am I going to be tempted to walk away from God or am I going to be tempted to do it? But, but that's a little deceiving because we can convince ourselves that yes. no matter which path we're going to go, that's going to draw us closer to right. God. So you have to kind of, you know, that's not a foolproof thing. Knowing if it's against Scripture— Knowing if it's against the character of God, the ways of God, those are you know proof. And then just being willing to hear God and being quiet and being still, and not necessarily move in that direction until you know for certain that God has said, "Yes, this is my voice, and this is what you know I'm saying." I think we have to just come to the realization more than anything that God does speak, because I think one of the biggest things that people have a hard time with is that they don't expect Him to say anything. And I think that that may be one of the first steps that you have to repent over, make sure that your life and your heart is, God, I do believe that you speak, I do believe that you're a good shepherd, and I do believe that you want to have a communication with me because that brings intimacy. And I think... You start with that. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, DotBowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen. Bowen.